in 2018, a group of hard-living, somewhat lovable fly-fishing enthusiasts joined forces at St. James Episcopal Church. Yes, a church. This group of outdoors junkies quickly began planning an escape from the burdens of daily life, an exodus into the wild. Today, this group remains together, a bit rough around the edges, fueled by good intentions and cold beer. If this sounds like you or someone you know, then maybe, just maybe, this podcast is for you. Maybe you're ready to cast your faith. But even if you're not, stay tuned for another episode of Cast Your Faith. Or something like that. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. You know, I mean, that does say a lot about a person. Bad sign. Bad sign. <laughs> you, should, you should actually be embarrassed to be here. Um, He's a client for punishment. Yes. So we've upgraded to microphone. That's impressive. Yeah. That's a big piece of technology. Okay. Again. I said sorry. <laughs> hey, do you need like a big, big mat? He needs. He yeah. needs. We're gonna have something. to give him like a uh, egg crate that you put on beds to yeah. set all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, stuff it's off. just. Can I slide? <laughs> Are we recording yet? God. All right. Tell me when it's time, and I'll stop doing this. Kenneth, <laughs> I feel like you're trying to steal my look, but you're not quite there. I uh, intentionally <laughs> wore these this evening. For that very purpose, yeah. just to let you know, you're on my radar. Okay. I'm not, uh, <laughs> All right. I'm not just letting it slide. I, I completely derailed our morning meeting at work this morning with a simple click. That's all it took for everything. The wheel just shot the wheel off. Wheel shot off. Yeah. What Forty to that? seventy it's in a click of. <laughs> it's it's pretty good. So. I gave you, Clay, one task. Hi, Hi. Hi Jenny. Jenny, that's a good thing we didn't start yet. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think that uh, Clay's not prepared? Well, there's... Is that, is that why? Is it, yeah. I mean, that's always on the I gave, I gave you one task. Did you complete it? I don't see anything written down. It's all right here, Jeff. Yeah. It's all right yeah, here. Yeah, I got the microphone. You no, no, the there microphone. was... Okay, I'm sorry. Two tasks. Well, I can focus on one. I gave you this task. <laughs> I gave you this task a week and a half ago. Okay. You don't even know what it is, do you? Write down no. walls coming on the Port Aransas Trail. This was not the task. A list of questions and answers. You were going to have a nice bio prepared to introduce oh. our guest. So, and, and let me that. remind you a bio for people that don't already know him. Okay, I've got this. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, the reason I didn't write anything down is because I wanted everybody to know that this is from the heart. You, Tonight, I'd like to introduce wait, Jeff Freddie. Wait, 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 what? I don't think we're ready yet. I don't know. I don't know. Are you feeling it? I'm, I'm are you? Are you? Are you? Okay. All right, go ahead. Hey, everybody. This is Clay Christian with Cast Your Face. Tonight, I would like to introduce my friend, Jeff Peretti. Give you a little bit of background on Jeff. He's been in the, uh, the fly fishing industry as a f hair, fly hair supplier. Uh, he's the owner of the Fly Hair Company based here in Dallas, Texas. He's also a guide with Beaver Bend Guide Service. Uh, 
Beaver's Bend Fly Fishing Guide Service. There you go. <laughs> yes, the preparation level is we will get, we is, will get there. He works there, so I mean, this man just recently <laughs> spent twenty. I am a man of many talents, master of um, zero. <laughs> <laughs> At least you don't hear it. My wife reminds me of that. <laughs> oh, good lord. Uh, so without further ado, gonna go ahead and ask you, Jeff. Well, hold, you hold on. No, let's not get crazy. That's okay. Well, first of all, it you know you could introduce us around the table. Well, <laughs> here we go. I would absolutely. Hey, all right, do we need to restart? So yeah, in, in all seriousness, let's go with something like. Tell you what. Oh, I, I got no, this. no, no, I got this. I got this. Uh, let me try, and you can cut this out. All right. Well, okay. I feel like right, look, we have here's to, what we're gonna do. We're gonna, like I'm gonna do a like a intro. Okay. Right, and then I'll introduce us and throw it to you. And at that point, say hello to everyone. Then you'll introduce Jeff. Beaver's been fly fishing guide service. Fly fishing guide service. I'd say write that I, down. By the that way, seems silly. I've already written. <laughs> I was <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not. I get ahead of ourselves. Right, well, well, well. <laughs> here's, I just here's the thing. <clears throat> the man works in an environment where all of his competition has basically the same company name. We should try to get it exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got it right here. All right. How do you pronounce Chris? Shoddy. Shoddy! You don't have to mention kid. Okay. He's just a guy. He's no better than me. So, Beaver's oh. Bend Fly Fishing Guide Service. Okay. Whenever you're ready, Mr. Lawrence. All right. We'll do it in three, two, one. Hi there, and welcome to Cast Your Faith, the only podcast out there that helps you improve your fishing, maybe your faith, and your friendship. I'm Kenneth Lawrence, joined once again by the illustrious Jeff Jacoby and Clayton Christian. Take it away, Clayton. Good evening. So tonight we have with us Jeff Preddy, <clears throat> personal friend of mine, the owner of the Fly Hair Company here in Dallas, Texas. He's also a full-time guide with Beaver's Bend Fly Fishing Guide Service. Obviously out of Beaver's Bend. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, I hope you understand the, the level of professionalism you're dealing with. Okay, we leave no stone unturned. <laughs> We, uh, Why do you think I'm sitting here? We broadcast like we read waters. We look at it and go, oh, he's out of the Beaver's Bend. Oh, must be out of Beaver's Bend. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad we're highlighting the notes in this one. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. glad we are. Yeah. So the Lower Mountain Fork, you just recently were on the water 27 out of 30 days working climbing. Yep, 25 out of 30 the month of July. Man. And in July for trout, that's, that's just crazy. But I... Weren't y'all off the water by 11 every day at least? Yeah, we usually don't fish much. I mean, you're getting into the bites turning off about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. If you've got a couple people that haven't landed a fish yet, I mean, you've got to have a couple of holes where you can go to hire the percentage of the ratio to get a fish landed. Whether they're a first-time angler, which is, I would say, a good 80% of our clientele, uh, to the... My oldest client, let's see, he was in, I believe, April. Had a 94-year-old gentleman and his wife of 90 years old. Both got them in the river and got them trout landed. 
Come I put a chair. I put a chair for him in the river to sit in and catch trout. It was amazing. That's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Is that something you've ever thought about personally, Blake? Utilizing a technique like that, just yeah. I heard sitting you have a problem the standing up and staying upright in the he's water. So I'd like to at, hear some of these stories. He's good at sitting in the <laughs> yeah. river, especially if it's under the river. Right. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking with his unhealthy height, then there's a good chance he could probably just sit down. Yeah. So I wonder if the hair loss is from the kayaks going over him. <laughs> That's might be on. You know, might been, be on to something. It's here. been right here in front of us the whole time. It took you coming on board to point it out. All right, well, that's a wrap. <laughs> He's like a giant manatee, folks. He has yeah. stars from boats all over the top of his head. This is true. It's true. All right, so so Jeff, um, I'd like to ask you the one question that we ask everyone. Um, Did fly fishing help you quit beating your wife? <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. And then it turned the tables, and then uh, she beats me with a smile, and then chuckles and walks away. Well, that wasn't it. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, she will definitely listen to this. Love you, Mama. Thank you, thank you, uh, Amber, for being our fourth listener. Um, so, how did you get started in fly fishing? Um. Uh, that could be a long story. Um, we got time. My dad, uh, Rick Preddy, has been a captain since uh, 1976. Um, grew up in Dallas. Um, got to the Texas coast uh, also in 76 when he first went down. Um, started small-time commercial fishing for black drum, stuff like that. And just put in time, uh, got to know the waters, uh, became... Honestly, he's the best guy on the water of all the water I, I know people being on. He is an amazing captain. Um, he's all about doing what it takes to get you fish, and that's what I go by. Even with fly fishing, whether you're, you tie different bugs um, that are completely off the chart or you just follow behind somebody else's line. But he had a, he had a gentleman... <clears throat> Uh, by the name of Bud Rowland, who is still with us and lives on the Texas coast and is huge in the Texas coast fly fishing, bay fishing scene. And um, him and my dad spent a lot of time together in the 80s. And when I grew up, I finally realized who it was that I was intrigued by always growing up as a kid about the fly fishing thing. And um, Man picked up a fly rod with my best friend Trey Pappas. We went to Alaska, and that was 10 years ago. Um, I put down the bait casters. Uh, I've got one bait casters, two spin rods for mom and the kiddos, and 17 fly rods. <laughs> so, so. <laughs> mama just got that well, uh, clear water four yeah, uh, or six. I believe a six. Yeah, she's got that one. I picked her up that one. That's her personal trout rod. Um, her uh, her main eight weight uh, is the only fly rod in the fleet with her name on it, uh -oh. which it should be. Sure. And it has the only personalized net in the fleet, yes. which it should be, which I'll give a shout out to Brady's Handmade Networks, uh, amazing fly fishing company and fly fishing net company. Amazing wood, wood uh Workmanship, uh, woodworking, workmanship, and just absolute beautiful pieces of uh, gear to have on the water. And we are definitely looking for sponsors. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Out. 
Absolutely. Uh, hit us up. Well, uh, what is that, about $5,000? Hey, sounds <laughs> right to me. Sure, write the check. So, Actually, just leave the check blank. Yeah. So, okay, so maybe we skipped a couple steps in the story. Are you saying that your first, like, predominantly fly fishing trip was to Alaska? Ten years ago. Okay. So well, you just decided to go in the pool. Yeah, I mean, just cannonballing right in. Huh? So then yeah. what? Right? You're like, oh, um, kind of done? Or? No, <laughs> no, man. I mean, it really took over as let's see what I can catch on fly. No. Um, everything then. Everything. Around yeah. That. I mean, honestly, uh, North Texas growing up since '89 up here in Frisco. So I mean, what do we have? We have black bass. We have crappie. So I mean. I've got private stock tanks with eight to ten pound black bass. Why not? Sure. Biggest bass I've had my hands on, I would say seven-ish. Lost him at the shoreline. Biggest one I've had on, I would say easy eight to nine. Uh, she did the big normal three jump bass head shake. That's all she wrote on that one. Sure. Um, best I've landed bass-wise, I've landed about I'd say three or four six pounders. Uh, but, Which is all the fun you want on a fly rod. No, nah, give me some more, man. Uh, the, the, the bass story, I will say this real quick. Uh, on the bass, where I want to go bass fishing is in Clear Lake. in um, uh, I believe it's in San Francisco in California. Clear Lake. Because you can bust 10 to 15 pound black bass on fly. And I'll take that all day long. Oh, Absolutely. Man. You know, those six pounders are definitely fun, but what really hurts is when you miss the record by a quarter inch. Quarter inch. Oh, oh, yeah. Quarter yeah. inch, straight record. Oh, yeah. That's I had right. a... Um, I've been there. The I had a client, I'd say, a month and a half ago. month and a half, two months ago. Um, down in one of my good holes in the lower mountain fork. Um, fishing a shelf. And the customer was doing perfectly. And got a big fish on. And I saw her tail splash. And it... This, this trout's tail was at least the size of a 10-pound bass tail. Wow. At least. I mean, she was absolutely massive. And the biggest trout I had a client hook into last year was just up the river from this, and that was the biggest fish I've had a client hook into this year. Wow. And, I mean, it's... The Lower Mountain Fork River does not get the exposure and the fame that it should. Yes, it's, a, it's in a state park. You do have a lot of kayakers, a lot of swimmers, a lot of families that bring their kids there. It's a state park. Everybody's gonna come out and enjoy it. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's a gem of Oklahoma. I, mean, I live here in Dallas and I drive three hours to go to work. I mean, it is, there's nothing in Texas like it. Uh, with the areas that I've been, it's truly, it has potential just like Kodiak, Alaska and a mix of Colorado. I mean, wow. it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, you get out walking in the <clears throat> on the trails a mile or two in, you'll, you're going to see wild bamboo, wild blackberries, wild blueberries, um, elderberries. I mean, three hours from Dallas. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's crazy. absolutely beautiful. It's the uh, southernmost native reproducing rainbow trout river in the nation. Really? Yes, sir. And the biggest trout I landed my Self last year was my personal best trout, 26 inches, 8 pounds. It's pretty good. Yep, and that, wasn't, that wasn't a stalker trout either, mm -hmm. baby. Yeah. No, and that was Christmas Day. That was my Christmas present. So I'm curious. I want to I back up a little bit. 
So you uh, grew up down on the coast. Your dad was a commercial fisherman. Yes, sir. And walk me through, because I'm sure you went out with him oh, when yeah. he was working. Walk me through how that impact, that respect for the water hooked you in the, the fishing and, and outdoors lifestyle. Well, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, my mom was actually the one that always took us fishing. No kidding. Because my Cause dad, your dad wanted nothing to do with it. Well, no, my dad was always working. Oh. He, he always had clients. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he was he was booked solid. He, he ran a 33-foot Bertram Sport Fisher. He had a 24-foot center console Mako. He had a, uh, another smaller bay boat. And he had a airboat that I believe was, I think, 20 feet long with a really nice loud motor on it, yeah. which was my alarm clock when I was a kid <laughs> during duck and goose season. Um, but no, we, we had a good time growing up. Uh, I, learned, I learned the respect of water just watching my dad and, and my mom both. I mean, <clears throat> we don't, I have no reason to kill any fish that I'm not going to take home and feed my family. Right. Um, I've killed my, my fish kill ratio in the lower mountain fork in 17 months I'm guiding there is two. Pretty good odds, and that's and the only reason for that is they ate the fly and got gilled, and I, I tried to work my magic for 10, 15 minutes on each of them, and all all parties come to an end sometimes. Yeah, and you just clean it, clean it for the customer, do everything right, wrap it up, yeah, hand it to the customer, and they get a trout to eat for dinner. Yeah, so um, but we had grew up on a, a lot of big boats. Um, catching all types of fish. Uh, we're doing bay fishing, we're doing offshore fishing. Um, and so and you saw your dad's work ethic and how he treated people and the links he went to and that kind of yeah, got I mean, you engaged. But obviously Alaska or even the Mountain Fork, way different than being out on the bay or in the Gulf fishing. 100%. So how did you make that transition in terms of a, a mindset I'll always be a salt kid, 100%. I don't care how much I live in the city, it's still in it's it's still in your veins. Is I don't care how far away you move away from it. Yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm from I'm a Valley kid, man. Uh, I grew up in the Valley of Texas. That's where I call hometown. Oh wow. Uh, lived in Frisco area since '89, but Port Mansfield is still my hometown. Yeah. The transition. I've just fished a lot of places. I've been lucky enough in my life with my, what my mom and dad do uh, with the hunting and fishing uh, industry that they have and business that they have. Uh, just been lucky enough to travel around the U.S., um, Mexico, Belize, Bahamas, Alaska, Canada, and just been fortunate enough that that's where my parents were able to take me. And if it, if it wasn't for my, my parents being in it, as big as they are, <clears throat> I grew up in my dad's, uh, my dad had a very big uh, processing and taxidermy shop, uh, was the main investor uh, and owner of a very big and popular gun range in North Texas for several years. Um, got into shooting sporting clay competition for several years doing that and learned a great mental game to see what you can deal with under pressure. Right. Um, and just take all of that growing up of what you learn and just put all of it into your passion. And how do you, how do you take that leap between, I love doing this, I think I'm pretty good at doing this, but now I want to monetize it and try to make some money off of it. That's a different game, isn't it? Than it is. You get, you get told you can't do it a lot. 
Uh, I've been told you can't do this, you can't do that. I'm just the guy to sit here and smile and take it in, and that just gives me fuel. Yeah. Um, I'm an '80s kid, man. I grew up with uh, tough love, and it's gonna feel better when it quits hurting. Yeah. And I'm glad for that because it's made me who I am today. <clears throat> um, I follow my dreams, even though finances may be tough at times. I hug my wife every day. Uh, we're in it together. She sees the big picture. Um, we want to do this together for a living when we retire. Uh, we know where we want to be. We know what we want to do. And so now it's just a matter of going to do it. It really is. Yeah. I mean, just put your mind forth to what you really want to do. Um, I got I got offered a job to go be a private mate on a very nice big sport fisher that was going to, for the Bahamas for a few months. <clears throat> and talked to my wife about it, and I called my dad and talked to him about it, told him the deal. He said one thing I'll never forget. You can't do something else. You can't do what you want to do when you're doing something else. So I went fishing in the Bahamas. Yep. And I left a 16 year, or now it would be a 16 year industry. I've been fading off of that. Um, I'm considered an expert RV technician. I've done that for 16 years. Owned my own business doing that. Made great money, but all great parties come to an end. Yeah. And I put, I've dumped every penny I could into my fly fish in the last, I would say, three to four years. And again, my wife sees my vision in it. She sees my past, she sees my passion. It will take us where we want to be. And it's not North Texas. Right. I mean, we want to be where we can wake up beside the water somewhere every day. And go. And go. Sure. I, I cannot wait for the day my wife is my guide partner. That is truly what I want. It sounds, I mean, it, it all sounds very well thought out and, and inspiring. The, I guess the question that's gnawing at me is, how did you possibly get wrapped up with Clay? We're, I think we met. Because you seem really well adjusted. Life. Yeah, well, it's, it's we met, life, baby. We, yeah, fly fishing carny life for sure. Uh, Y'all are gonna see that, a lot of fly fish carny stuff coming up soon. Um, yeah, so we met the first time at the fly show this past spring. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so your dad had the taxidermy shop. Yep. And I know that led into because I do, I do want to talk some about how you how you came into the. That's why um, I got the crane on. Yeah. Oh, so I, you guys can't see this, but but our our Y'all would love this. Actually, we need a video. Actually, he well, first of all, he's taking notes, which I think is a is a. Real step of Hold improvement. On. But quick time out on it. Yeah. He's taking okay. notes. Well, okay. He's, he's got a, the he's got Sunday school <laughs> piece of paper Sunday, that says yeah. draw the reason the book of Esther shares an incredible story of a brave woman. Draw the picture of the story here. And in third grade dyslexic handwriting it says the fly hair co. <laughs> but wait, he was gonna do more. And then went ahead and scribbled it out. Okay. I don't know if it was a spelling <laughs> stress on his life or yeah. what the what it was, but uh, saying what? that he's taking what? notes, I think, gives more credit than is due. Okay. Well, I'm thank, you, hey, I'm thank you for bringing it around. I'm he gets an really E for effort. We, we, we put the E for effort. <laughs> <laughs> We've got yeah. this something. We, uh, um, 
We met then. Well, then. Hold, wait, I'm, I'm asking him the question. Okay. Because <laughs> he's the guest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. Um, Whatever, like Jeff's important. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love it when I'm the center of attention. Uh, we know. So. <laughs> okay, so the dad had the taxidermy shop, which I think leads in. So, um, so you are the owner of the Fly Hair Company. Yep, it's called which, uh, the Fly Hair Co. Um, man, I wish I would have thought about this. I'm sorry, does, does Co, is that not short for company? Company. Am I just, I'm making that jump in my head? I just, I did the same thing. Yeah. I don't pronounce it that way, and it's, I don't know. What I, I like being different. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm 41 years old. So is there a period after the Co? Close. Um, period after the Co, yes, sir. I, I, I know I, it stands I for company. Like company. But, yeah. Oh, it's company. I think, I mean, you know. The owner of the business obviously gets to dictate what it's called. I, I suppose. But Fine. I like it. We'll allow it. Okay. But we're going <laughs> connecting some dots here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, now I'm starting to understand why why they're hanging out together. Okay. So, uh, so you got the fly. Tell us a little bit about the Fly Hair Co. Uh, so the Fly Hair Co. Um, I did. I thought about this. I would say about four years ago. Um, my brother owns the taxidermy shop that we both grew up in that my dad had and family business and working as a guy you have free time sometimes so helping the family business and uh i went to my brother's like hey man what do you think about saving some of this hair and taking it to a fly show seeing what we can make out of it so uh i think the first year i saved i think about like 300 bucktails and just, I grew up in a taxidermy shop, so I know how to cure hides and take care of stuff properly without having to send it to a tannery and making it professional grade. And so that's what I did. And so it just turns out I do a really good job. Everybody likes it. Uh, my stuff does not smell. If it smells, it does not get put in the package to take to a show and sell. Yeah, in fact, the first time I met you, you... Um Shove, you shove a bucktail in my face. Hey, man, it's it, when your and stuff is that good and it's just I mean, that it's, good. Yeah, in fairness. Yeah, true. In, in fairness. the midst of COVID. It was the middle of the rut and he was trying to get your attention. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it worked. He shoves it in my face and he's like, smell that. And I was like, okay. And, um, and then he goes, go over there and smell that one. And I was like, all right. You know, and when I go over the there and I was just like. Serious, Mark. Yeah, this I one, mean, this I one like smell. You could have just told me that. <laughs> wow. I, I feel like I stepped on that, and I apologize. I want to know um, what the uh, the plans are for the Fly Hair Co. and the dearth of squirrel tails, you're no doubt. Right. So, in a previous episode, <laughs> Clay rambled on in a, in a uh, Billy Madison-esque monologue. Oh, I can't about, wait. To, I can't wait um, to hear that one, then. Yeah, about squirrels, and I... I don't think he ever made the point, but he doesn't I like squirrels. squirrels. Yeah, we got that. And he's got all these squirrel tails. 420 and, of them. Uh, he's such an idiot. Um, and, uh, and apparently they're all going to you. Yes. Um, one, have you received any squirrel tails, or does he just have a freezer full of squirrel tails right now? I'm assuming there is a freezer full oh, of dead no. squirrels somewhere. somewhere. I'm assuming. Right. Uh, my yeah. freezer has like six packages of deer meat in it, so I know it's not mine. Hmm. This makes sense because Nicholas told me the other day his daddy made him have a hairy hot dog. <laughs> I think he's feeding his kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, 
I think I could actually yeah. see Nick getting him with that one. <laughs> oh, my God, he loves you. Uh, I, you know, I know so many Jeffs. He calls at any time. He's finally gotten to the athletic mindset or the military mindset. It's like, where's Freddie? What's Freddie up to? Hey, is that Jacoby calling? Hey, where's the key? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. He's a great so, kid, man. so one, you, you have not received any of this. Um, this I gave you. Let, let's tales. say uh, just tails. Yeah, well, I've got some tails. He gave me some tail. Okay. <laughs> wow. You. You're gonna want to see a doctor. <laughs> oh man, hey, uh, had concussion nine months ago. Bad, worst ever had. Yeah, I'll never be right again. <laughs> uh, okay, so you got so. One, um, what is what is squirrel tail good for for tying? And, and the follow up question: Do you consider yourself a, a you know big time fly tire? I'm not sure that you tie your own because you guy, right? But maybe I'm not sure. Do you tie your own because you guy? Absolutely, okay. I tie every fly that I throw. That's what I figured. Um, but do you consider yourself a tire? Are you, are you like yeah, the guy I mean, fly down and dirty? No, I mean I'm just gonna lose this in the first three minutes that I tie it on there. It's kind of a funny point that you say it like that because if you've got, <laughs> you're going to get some secrets of the God world. If you've got a client that you're having a hard time with and you're three hours in and they still can't get their cast down, you've got, I mean, you've got your flies that are, you, I'd say I've got six main flies. But if they're, if you're having a hard time with them, uh, and you're working with them and you're working with them and they still can't get it but you've got your other clients that are spot on have good hook sets and listening to you and have all the techniques down and are, and are listening to you you kind of put on your B team flies for the guy you're having a problem with you're st they're still going to hit that fly mm -hmm. but you know say I've got I would say right now I'm running four to five specific flies in the morning, right off the bat. Say three different sizes of pheasant tails, March Brown. I make a couple of jigs up, and then um, I run about six different colors of the dragonfly. That a dragonfly that I tie up that's like nobody else's, and I catch a lot of big fish with it, as he's seen on my Facebook. Um, but. You send them to me in texts when I'm working in the heat. Well, I'm working too. Texas. I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> they're calling me. They don't. Hey, guess where I am right now? Where are you? I'm still standing in 58 degree water. You know, this land is 26 inch brown. I'm going to call you next time and talk just like that <laughs> while I'm standing in the river. Yeah. I'm actually going to FaceTime you so you can see my rod bending over and see the splash. I, 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 but you, you'll have you'll have clients that will have will not have a problem. We had a we had a group of amazing amazing group of ladies the other day. We had a group of ten women uh, from uh, kind of funny uh, church group, uh, all from different churches in Dallas area, and one of them had their daughter, and I believe she was twelve. This twelve year old girl was casting better than half the guys that I know to fly fish. I mean, was doing a single haul perfect. She could double haul it, and she could roll cast it. I mean, I think she had one tangle the whole morning in a four and a half hour session. 
but I'd say the I'd say the hardest guy that I had, to my knowledge, was a, and it really surprised me about this guy. He was a musician of several instruments, and your your musicians usually will have the rhythm and and can get a hook set down with the in the what what's the word I'm looking for in the repetitive motion that you're doing. Mm-hmm. When you're, especially if you're roll casting or on a on fishing a, a swing and doing doing a single haul or a double haul to, to reset, um, and he could not get the timing down from watching his indicator go down to to doing a hook set, and for four hours he never hooked a fish, and I'm truthfully I probably worked with him one on one for a solid hour and a half of that. Uh, but it was in a three to four person, I would say, I think a three person group. So you've got to divvy up your time. Right. I mean, so you can't, unless you have a guy that truly knows exactly what he's doing and tells you, I don't need help, go pay attention to my, uh, to your other clients in the group, then that's what you do. Um, then if you have a group like that, then you do pay attention to the guys that are having a, a harder time. Mm-hmm. So, but also, um, sometimes fishing's hard. Um, sometimes if the weather's right, uh, I'd say the weather, the, as I, I mean, I'm saying the sun, the moon, overcast, bright and sunny, uh, air temp, water temp. I mean, you've got to look at all of it. Um, there's a section of water I fish on the lower mountain fork. Um, I don't care if it's in the middle of summer and getting dark at nine o'clock, I can still walk in there and catch fish but I won't walk into it before 5.30. I'll let it be in the shade a solid hour, let the water cool down. And even then, like I did last Thursday, had a brand new, awesome uh, married young couple, uh, never fly fished, uh, took them to one section. He caught all the fish that morning. She had a few hits, never got anything netted. Uh, really felt that she had the potential to get one landed. And so uh, I took them on my time for I think two more hours uh, to this different spot after the water cooled down, uh, different water flow, uh, different technique than what she had in the morning. We were fishing fast water rips in the morning, so you've got a faster momentum of your roll cast. Uh, and then here, I mean, we were single and double hauling, and she was a first time angler, maybe a total of four hours on the rod and doing a double haul. I mean, only a single fly, but you've also got a single fly that's 30 inches down on with an indicator on it. Yeah. A three-quarter inch indicator is this one that we use. So, I mean, you're, you're moving some weight in the air, mm-hmm. and it's very easy to get tangled. Uh, but you've got, you've got to figure out the cast for each client because not each client will get your timing down to do a good single haul or a double haul, but they may have the most perfect roll cast you've ever seen in your life. And uh, it's kind of funny getting uh, getting the kiddos out there that that are that like being outside and like having a good time. I would say about fifty percent of them start doing the lasso roll cast, <laughs> and it is absolutely hilarious to watch. And I tell you why. I'll just let them go at it, and I'll I'll let them keep at it for two reasons. They're having fun, and it's giving everybody else entertainment. <laughs> and if you can keep a kid entertained in the water yes you're going to take him to a spot let him get fish but if you've got a kid i would say 14 and under you've got to keep them in consistent fishing 
and fish hits to keep them interested, and you've got to change flies. And while you're changing your fly, you explain to them why you're changing the fly. Whether you've got a different hatch coming off, whether it's sunny now versus overcast or vice versa. Um, perfect, perfect example the other day, uh, Saturday morning, lower mount fork in one of the sections. Last spot of the river, or last spot of the morning, um, we had uh, two fish for a couple of anglers. Um, got waist deep. Finally saw fish starting to hit top. Uh, took off the dragonflies, put on a size 16 beaded pheasant tail nymph. After four floats, we had 18 inch fish stuck. I mean, it's just, put in the time and you're gonna, if you put in the time and want to learn, that's the big thing. If you want to learn, if you don't want to learn, you're not gonna become better. I'm 41 years old. I've grown up in the hunting and fishing industry truly all my life. I learn every day. Whether it's from my boss, Chris Shoddy from Beaver's Bend Fly Fishing Guide Service or Kit Brown. I mean, I don't even have to give those two guys any background. I Chris, mean, we're looking for sponsors just so you know, <laughs> okay? Uh, so, I mean, I don't even have to say anything about those two guys. Those two guys are world-class guys. And what they what they've taught me in the last 17 months is just, you can't buy that. But again, you have to be willing to be the one to put in the, to do the homework. Because I promise you, man, I drive three hours to go to work. I get up at 4, 4, 10 a.m. I'm not in bed before 10 p.m. every day. Yeah, so, so what's your, what's the, your uh, typical, typical day in the life of uh, Jeff Freddy Guide Extraordinaire? At guiding or at home? Guiding. <laughs> so let's say guiding up at 4.10 um, if, that, if I get a good night's sleep. Um, we're meeting customers at uh, 5.30 during the summer and we're on the water uh, by 6 during the summer to get that early morning bite because if you miss it, you could have a very hard day of fishing. And, excuse me, even with, uh, I mean, even with a cool cold front coming in during the summer, I mean, you'll only get to sometimes 80 degrees during the night. So you've got to get there. You've got to be the early bird. So are, are you finding that... Uh... Now, are you are you guys watching the water temperature and you're just coming Absolutely. off the water when it's when it's getting too hot? You're stressing fish. We or you yes, just find that the bite the, the bite just dies. It, the bite just dies. Yeah. I mean, we've got. I mean, honestly, uh, the couple Thursday, first float and guy stuck his first trout. Truly, uh, that was a rainbow trout. Same spot. I mean, say 30 minutes later, guy pulled out of. 13, 14 inch smallmouth. First time angler fly fishing, never touched a fly rod, and you got him two new species on a fly rod. Guy's hooked. Yeah. Did he tip? Yes. Sweet. Now, as a guide, if you're working for tips, you're in the wrong business. I've got, it can be a sensitive subject. Um, there's a lot, we look forward to the tips, yes. They're appreciated. Um, not everybody knows, I guess, to say. Especially if you're a new angler, if you're, not, if you're especially if you're not in the hunting and in fishing industry and you are completely new and a novice, uh, AKA a lot of people call them greenhorn. 
Um, you, they just don't know. Um, but if you get a avid angler and you show him a very good time and put him on several good fish, a handshake's gonna have to do sometimes. And I, I, I totally get that. I, I, uh, I totally understand that. Watching somebody, watching somebody do what you're telling them to do and it produce, and you get to see the smile on their face. Even though it may have only been one time in a dirty creek that you got the smile. Um, there was some hand gesturing going on around the table on that comment too, by the way, everybody. And we've, we've covered this. I, I regret it. Yeah, no. yeah. It's the mark on your fishing record for sure. It, it really is. So it, Jeff, Jeff doesn't know this. Clay got me sort of, I had done some fly fishing before, caught some trout, but Clay got me my first bass on the fly. Right. And it's... Renegade fly fishing. I mean, it was a great moment. I enjoyed it. It was awesome. I was like, oh. But now, the, the more that I hang out with him, the more we have to make so much noise. We're recording a podcast, for goodness sake. And anyway, popping a beer. Yeah. It's a root beer. <clears throat> Not a root Everyone knows you. Anyway, a, a, anyway, I, I've got this, this stain on that thing is that he'll always have that, that over me. Um, but I can walk through a river well, ending up in it. I mean, well, I mean, he wouldn't have the flies he has if it wasn't for me. So The great oh thing about Clay God. is that he'll... I mean, I mean that, if we need to talk yeah. about it, let's just put it all out you there. Y'all can find me on Instagram at Fly Lord of the Republic. There's reason you can, you can, yeah, because you gave yourself the title. Well, <laughs> the reason yeah, for that I is didn't, I didn't ever see a memo for a boat on that name. You didn't put this up to a vote in the community for sure. Yeah, uh, let's go back to, to that. Let's go back to tying flies a little bit because I I've got some of your stuff and it's great. By the way, if you if you thank you if you tie, you should check out Fly Hairco. Um, but uh, so you tie your your flies, Gion. So you're mostly, I mean, you're, you're just cranking out what you're guiding with, yeah. right? Those I mean, six patterns over and over and over again. Pretty much, yeah. You get much, I mean, do you like sitting out the vice and playing with something? And, Absolutely, man. Okay. I, I can't tell you my tying habits or my, my uh, let's see, my pre-tying ritual, I would say. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I can sit in my tying room, man, and I can crank out if need be, I'd say, pending on the fly. I'd say up to three, four dozen a day. Probably, okay. yeah, I'd say close to 50 a day, depending on the fly. I mean, get everything prepped, get your beads, get your hooks beaded, get your, uh, I mean, like, man, I know the wire size, so, you know, dozen flies, dozen pieces of inch and a half wire. Sure. I mean, have your stuff set up and just start, start turning thread, man. Okay. Uh. So uh, and now, you, and you're mostly tying your trout flies because you're guiding up Beaver's Bend. Yeah, ton, but but with that, I mean, I tie. So so here's the here's the thing about Beaver's Bend. A lot of people don't think of. I do not consider myself a trout guy. Yes, I fish for trout, but I only specifically fish for trout about four months out of the year. Okay. So the rest of the year, I'm trying to catch you, smallmouth bass, spotted bass, largemouth bass. Long-eared perch, um, 
bluegill. Uh, we've got some gorgeous big red ear. Um, I was lucky enough to hook up on a walleye in the river this year. Uh, Chris uh, Shoddy was actually hooked up on the first one back in the spring. Um, so we've got two walleye landed this year. Uh, he had a client, first angler, time angler client the other day, a female angler landed a striper uh, off the drift boat that we've got. Oh, we also do a drift boat from Beaver's Bend Fly Fishing Guide Service, FYI. Um, only one on the lower Mount Fork River, also if my add. And we'll have two next year. Um, but we catch, a, oh, and we also catch some, um, see the biggest trout this year off the drift boat was right under 24 inches, I believe. Like, I'd say closer to 23, let's say 23. And uh, she's about seven pound Palomino. Nice. Yeah, cool. this was a gold brick. Um, but I like, I like fishing for diversity. Your March brown fly, that's what my guy was using the other morning. Stuck her trout on it, first float. A few minutes later, stuck a 13, 14 inch nice first time smallmouth bass. Same fly. Your perch, your perch are gonna eat it, your bass are gonna eat it, your trout are gonna eat it. The way I look at it, why only go to one area that has mainly one fish? Or let's go to a different area and have an area that has eight different species of fish because that's a whole lot more eyeballs looking at you. Sure. That's that's how I, that's my mentality behind the guide, behind guiding. And one of my other aspects is of, of having clients is if I can take you, if I can take you out and you knowingly have fish hits, like you know that was a fish that just hit your fly and you consistently know you have fish hits, I have done my job. Sure. Then it flips around to the angler to get it done on the hook set, me breaking everything down, and I mean, change their stance. Change, if they're having a hard time, turn their hat around. Let them think about something different uh, than the problem that is occurring. I used to uh, give shotgun uh, shooting lessons when I shot sporting place competitions, so it's funny, I use a lot of the same stuff in my fly fishing teaching on having somebody to do a, just a roll cast. I mean, honestly, you can just change their stance, have them stand facing completely downriver, quarter angle it, and that may be all it takes to honestly dial in and have a perfect roll cast. Because as, as new anglers, that's how I'm going to start you out. I'm going to start everybody out doing a roll cast. Mm -hmm. yep. And then, then once you... Then once you get that down, I'll even graduate you to two flies. And then if you can do two flies and a roll cast, a lot of, it has, there's a lot of people that can't do that that have been fly fishing for a long time. No sure. offense to anybody, but I mean, hey man, I've been to FNG before. Everybody's been the, that guy. And so when, when you're that guy, you need all the help you can get. And man, I've, been the guy laying my rod in my back cast down at three o'clock. I man, probably sometimes still do it. <laughs> but you know, if uh, everybody gets lazy sometimes, we're human. We all make mistakes. Absolutely. And so you're you're not going to have every perfect cast. I mean, I've got brand new anglers that will get upset because an ugly cast. I honestly don't care if you had an ugly cast. It didn't get tangled, and you can use it to float. So if you. Say. 
I've caught fish with ugly casts. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, it'll still catch fish. I mean, don't don't let an ugly cast break your confidence down, and and be hard on yourself about it. You hear that? Chances quite? of catching a fish exponentially go up when you have a fly in the water. <laughs> you have to have a fly on the water to that's catch right. fish. So that, that's it. Fly fishing. He thinks if he gets his entire he submerges fly all of them in the water. All that flies into the, into the water. It makes sense. I mean, the math checks. I mean, if it's exponentially. And I will say that that if the if the adage is true that you know you've got to have a fly in the water to to catch fish. This guy's the guy. He's he's going above and beyond. Yeah, that's right. He's I, putting I, hundreds of flies in the water at a time. <laughs> and also, allegedly, he's caught fish, which proves the point. Right. You can have an ugly cast yeah. and still catch fish. He's this got an ugly true. cast. He's got flies in the water. It's. I mean. I mean, if you make it happen, you get it done. It's. It's still. Hey, even the little ones count, man. He's checking all the boxes. I mean, that I, is true. I can I make should it. ask you about all the little ones because I got big fish. So. Saturday. It was a catfish. And it, it was ridiculous. Um, it was, uh, he actually caught three catfish on Saturday, two. which was on two? Two. I thought you got no, three. No. It was only two? Oh, it was three. Two. Hey, you know we don't put stink bait on a fly rod, right? Well, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> no treble hooks on a fly rod with stink bait, but. I had just watched these uh, little perch swimming around, and then the, the sun hit the shade, right? Because I left the glasses at home. Um, and I could see this school of catfish moving up and down. Well, Jeff's fishing, you know, downstream of me. So me, I'm, Jeff, for you. Yeah, for you. yeah it's Jeff very confusing. Jacoby, Jeff Jacoby is fishing downstream of me, and I see these fish, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not telling them about these yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true angler right there. So, Way to keep that a secret. <laughs> I'm going to at least catch three of these first before I tell my buddy about it. Exactly. There you go. So, I want to make sure it's not a fluke. I want to make sure it's a real hole. <laughs> so, so I'm throwing a sub right there, and uh, dude, let it sink. Like, really sink. I, I don't think I've, I've counted that long. So sinking and really sinking, there's a, there's yeah, a difference yeah, in that? It wasn't, it wasn't so, fake sinking. What's the... Most good <laughs> is when you're fishing deep flat water with a steelhead rated sink tip line. I didn't know water was round. Just, mm-hmm. huh. Yeah, flat water. That's for those West Texas flat earthers. Do you remember when we so, talked about okay. how you weren't going to give technical data on no, the podcast? I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Well, I think we're safe. He still hasn't provided no, any just, technical I, data. I feel like so, he thinks he is. Yeah, <laughs> this isn't across. having to do with the facts and the science. Don't follow the science. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Don't follow the science. I, I just dragged it across a little bit, just waited for him to, to pass by and pop the tip of my rod, and wham, it was, it was a... It was a fun fight. It so you used your fly rod as a jerkbait rod to yeah. catch yeah. a catfish. Yeah. That's what I got out of this. Well, and just the fact that he ties so in. So you jerkbait with your fly rod. That's about what it. You're talking yeah. about. I wasn't your own anything, so hey, who cares? I mean, might as well get it. No, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Um, Ten car rod? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> and some skinny jeans? Well, I mean, if you had hair, you could do a man bun. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Y'all want to take a break? Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> we're pretty much, I mean, we've been going 50 minutes, which is much longer than anyone wants to And much more than, uh, 
than usual on track and very it's very crisp yeah no they're really professional work i think we've improved great yeah no yeah. doubt yeah absolutely. i mean it helps, home, it helps when you get professionals in here that's oh, right well, that's that's what they're it definitely is. not on this side of the table that's a, that, so. there's a big big part of that yeah <laughs> so no jeff this has been this has been great i want to get you back on here again. oh man um, i cannot I say thank you big enough for having me man more questions and I, I will tell you i was up in beaver's Bend just a few weeks ago with the cub oh Scout yeah parade. thanks for giving me a call well i was with a whole bunch of cub scouts so <laughs> you, can, you can thank me later but i did uh me and two of the other dads we we brought our fly gear i'm the only one that knows what to do with it but we we got in the water and about five minutes later all the horns started going off so um uh, that was fun. So I want to get back up there. And you were there actually, four hours too late. And that's well, we had the Cub Scouts and the thing. And the deal, I'm with you, brother. They I'm went up in you. the middle of the afternoon too. I mean, it was uh, we got to hit that first thing in the morning, right? Yep, down yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, truly, if right now I'm having to wait till uh, I'm getting in the parking lot about six fifteen, six twenty. We're waiting till six thirty to walk down the trail. Okay. Fish until ten thirty. Up top, meeting back at eleven. Lunch by eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. Well, we, this has been great. Um, anything? Anybody? I, I'm good. This has been uh, wonderful. Thanks for being here. Right. Appreciate Absolutely, it. man. Appreciate right. it. I'd like, to, I'd like to say thank you for coming. I'd like to also thank Jeff Jacoby for everything he's doing on our project. Oh, man, look at this. It's just it's absolutely awesome. All the work you're putting in, editing, and uh, the help and advice of your brother. That's true. Not only are you an incredible host. So we need host, to ship your brother. You're a great executive producer. You're a fantastic technical director. Well, you're the financier, so I you're... wouldn't call him the... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's not put go uh, label and everything on here. <laughs> My crash course in learning how to editing out cuss words from, from the last couple well, of years. Well, you get plenty of practice there, don't you? Yeah. I'm, I'm, Damn I'm, it. I'm getting to be an excerpt. Yeah. No, remember you can't say shit. You can't say shit. That's the word. <laughs> but you can't say right. ass. Yeah, yeah. We, that's that's all the hole isn't behind it. Oh, and uh, <laughs> all, right. all right. Well, thank you for joining us on the Cash yeah. Cafe podcast. Good to see you next time. Punch it out. Punch it out. <laughs>